Welcome to the Opera Cheat Sheet. I'm Sinjin Flynn with Houston Public Media. And I'm Eric Skelly of River Oaks Chamber Orchestra. And this time we're talking about Verdi's Ernani, Eric, which uh, debuted at uh, La Fenice in Venice in 1844, based on the, the play Ernani by Victor Hugo. Right, and you know, <laughs> you know those wonderful Gilbert and Sullivan operettas where they <laughs> they're parroting opera, where the young heroic tenor makes a vow and he has to keep that vow despite all credulity, all plot uh, sensibility. You know, he, it just it makes absolutely no sense. But he's going to keep that vow. This is what they're making fun of right here. Just wait till we get to Act Four. <laughs> So there's a little bit of a backstory here. Yes. Ernani is actually John of Aragon. Right. His father, the Duke of Segovia, was uh, slain by the previous king of Castile. And the current king... By his order, at any rate. Right. Yeah. Don Carlo is the current king, the son of the man that ordered the Duke of Segovia to be killed. As a result of that sort of disenfranchisement... Ernani has become a bandit. Right. He's living in the mountains, in the caves in the mountains, and has taken on the name of Ernani and is plotting revolution against the king, the royal family, because of everything that his father suffered. And to make matters worse, there's a woman in the midst of all this. So we have a love triangle. And, you know, does this sound familiar? Trovatore, anybody? (laughs) This very much is an early precursor. This is one of Verdi's early period operas. And it really foreshadows Il Trovatore in terms of the convoluted plot, in terms of the love triangle, even in terms of the way that we're introduced to these characters. Because, you know, very shortly we'll see Elvira will come out and she'll sing her a couple of arias, her her cavatina, cabaletta combination. And then, then the baritone and the tenor come in and then they sing this rigorous trio just like Trovatore. Ernani is in love with Elvira and she with him. Yes. The problem is that she's going to be married to Silva. Who is her ward, I guess you would say. And is a great deal older than her as well. Yep. But there's somebody else that's in love with her as well, and that is Don Carlo, making matters that little bit worse. <laughs> So you've got the three men all in love with the same woman. At the open of the opera, we're with the the bandits in the mountains, and Arnani is a little bit despondent. Yeah, he is. He's He's gloomy. He's full of gloom. He's pining for Elvira, right? Right. Yeah. Again, we're, we're looking at this old bel canto model where you have a cavatina, which is a slower aria, that allows the singer to sort of show their their line and their legato. And then that's followed by a cabaletta, which is much faster, that shows their agility. And it's really put to the test by Verdi uh, in these days because he's asking for a much larger voices than typically we would have heard in the, in the bel canto age. They have to contend with bigger, more vigorous orchestral forces. So it's a little more difficult to cast. We go from the mountains of Aragon then into Elvira's chamber and she is worried about the upcoming marriage because she doesn't want to get married to Silva, but she has no options. Yeah. 
but she's thinking about her nanny. She's thinking about her nanny, and she's singing about him. Tina is Ernani in volami, fly to me. She's wishing for him to come to her. And then her, her cabaletta, tutto spreads, everything, everything speaks to me the name Ernani. Then something really weird. The king, Carlo, comes in disguised as a peasant and he's been watching the window and he has seen this figure coming into her room at night. And, of course, he's in love with her. (laughs) So he comes in and she recognizes him, but, but she rejects his love. And then... A secret door in her room opens up, and who should step out of it? Ernani. <laughs> because the, Carlo is is about to get aggressive to sort of force his suit intentions on yes. uh, Elvira, and Anani appears just at the right time, and Carlo recognizes Ernani as the leader of the bandits, and Anani says, "But you." have robbed me of my lands and you have forced me into a life of banditry. Carlo then wants to fight with Anani, but just then Silva appears. Yeah, because why not? (laughs) Why not have all three? More the merrier. (laughs) In the same room at the same time. Right. And then Anani offers to fight them both. Yes, and they're about to really go at it when... Carlo basically reveals to Silva who he is, who he really is. He is he is in fact the king of Castile. At which Silva, you know, drops to his knees. <laughs> My lord, uh-huh. your majesty. And then Anani tells Elvira in a whisper to get ready. He's going to spring her from the castle and they can flee together. End of act 1. End of act 1. Act 2 and we are in a hall in Silva's palace. And Anani comes in disguised as a pilgrim, and he asks Silva for shelter. And because of the, the sort of the laws of hospitality, etc., Silva cannot refuse him. But and, he wants to. But he wants to. <laughs> but he uh, welcomes him in and offers him hospitality, which also means offering him protection. Anani then learns from Silva that he is about to marry Elvira. Elvira has agreed to go ahead with the marriage because she thinks that Anani is dead, that he, in the the interval between Act 1 and Act 2, that he was hunted down and killed. Silva's been feeding her lies. Then Anani reveals, who dresses a pilgrim, shows Elvira who he really is, and she tells him, that she is going to kill herself at the altar if she has to marry Silva. And then Silva comes in and discovers 
the two of them, in each other's arms. But he has made a promise in offering hospitality to this person. He has made a promise to show him uh, hospitality and protection, and, et cetera. And not kill him. And not get him. <laughs> yeah. P.S. I won't kill you. Right, right. Yes. <laughs> that protection also involves protecting Anani from the king. Yeah. From Carlo. It's interesting here that we have that idea of making a promise and keeping one's word, even when it goes against your own interests. Exactly. So um, that's going to come back to haunt us <laughs> in, in the final act. Yeah, it is. Then, lo and behold, who shows up at the castle? The king. Because why not? <laughs> They're looking for Anani, and they've tracked him down to the castle, but Silver refuses to give him up. And Don Carlo's men cannot find Anani's hiding place. So what does the king do? Threatens Silva. He threatens Silva, and he takes Elvira as a hostage. Yeah. To sort of, I guess, give him an incentive to give up Anani. So the king leaves with Elvira, right? And Hernani and Silva are left with Silva's retinue. Because Hernani has said to Silva, look, if, if, if you guys are going to get married, then just give me up to the king. Because, I mean, I, you know, I've got nothing else to live for yeah. because Elvira's going to marry you. You know, so let's just go ahead and get this show on the road. <laughs> <laughs> you, get, you two get married. You give me to the king and we'll just take it from there. We'll call it even. Yeah. <laughs> But then when the king does show up, he does take Elvira as hostage. hostage. And Silva refuses to give up Bernani. But when the king leaves with Elvira, Silva springs Anani from his wherever he's keeping him and challenges him to a duel because they're both in love with the same woman. <laughs> and Anani refuses to fight. But he does say, and this is strange, he says, I'm not going to fight you. But you know what we should do? We should band together and we should go and get Elvira back from the king. So Anani and Silva sort of forge this alliance to rescue Elvira yeah. from the king. Yeah. And Anani swears a sort of a, a, a faithfulness, a, a fidelity to Silva. Yeah. He gives Silva his horn, As his hunting do. horn, mm -hmm. and says... Anytime, anywhere, you blow three times on that horn, and I hear it, I'll kill myself. <laughs> Why? As one does. <laughs> that is a pledge of his fidelity. Yes. That he is going to work for Silva. He's putting, he's literally putting his life in Silva's hands. So it's a sort of feudal relationship. Yeah. End of Act Two. End of Act Two. Act Three. <laughs> we're a long, long way away from Spain now. We're yes, at the, we are. We're at the, the, the tomb of Charles the Great, Charlemagne, in Aachen, Aix-la-Chapelle. And Carlo is visiting the grave of the great emperor, the great Holy Roman Emperor. His ancestor. His ancestor. Well, Carlo is potentially about to be elected the new Holy Roman Emperor, not only king of Castile, but he will become Holy Roman Emperor as well. 
And so he goes and sort of makes a pilgrimage to the grave of Charlemagne uh, while the delegates are casting their votes to see who will be the next emperor. So he's kind of, oh, waxing poetic about his early years, and he sings a really wonderful baritone aria, a Verdi baritone aria, O de Verdani miei. just basically thinking back on his life at this point because he's about to step over a threshold where everything is going to change. And there is also that religious sense of becoming emperor. You're, you're ordained by God. And mm-hmm. so, so he's looking back at the, the sort of this, the, the profligacy of his past life, of his youth, and how he needs to, to become a new man and, and change his life so that he will be fit to be emperor. He's hiding. He's he's behind Charlemagne's vault, and he overhears a bunch of conspirators plotting against him. Yes, who sing an amazing chorus called "Si ridesti il leon di Castiglia," let the lion awake in Castile. I'll tell you what, if this chorus doesn't get you going, check your pulse. <laughs> it's, it's really rousing, really rousing. As the conspirators are talking by the, the vault of Charlemagne, these are all the noblemen of Spain, and they are discussing how they can get rid of Carlo. Yeah, and who gets to do it? And who gets to do it? And they draw lots. yes. And who wins? Ernani. Ooh, what a coincidence. What do you you know? (laughs) At which point, Silva sidles up to Ernani and says, listen, you give up your right to kill Carlo. Give it to me. Let me be the one to kill Carlo. And I will release you from that vow of yours. You know, the one where I blow the horn three times and you kill yourself? (laughs) (laughs) And Ernani says, "Uh uh-uh. (laughs) <laughs> I want to do it. <laughs> but then the conspiracy is foiled because Carlo's men come in and they catch all the conspirators. And the king, of course, who's hiding and has heard all of this, he demands that all those traitorous noblemen be executed. But, of course, Anani as far as they know, is not a nobleman. He's a bandit. Right. But Anani, again, this this sense of honor steps forward and says, well, if you're going to kill them, you've got to kill me as well. Because you may not realize this, but I am not the bandit Anani. I am Don Juan of Aragon. My name is... What's his name? Inigo Montoya. <laughs> you killed my father and prepared to die. <laughs> <laughs> you took my father's lands from him. I hate you. 
but, but, but I must die too. And just then, the trumpets sound, and the electors file in to let Carlo know that he has, in fact, been elected Holy Roman Emperor. Yay. 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 Congratulations. <laughs> Elvira steps forward and asks Carlo to Pardon show them. mercy. Pardon them, yeah. And Carlo, who she catches him at a good moment because he's just found out he's the new emperor. Yeah. He says, oh, okay. go ahead. <laughs> and you know what? Wait, why don't you two get married? So he unites Elvira and Ernani, and that's the end of Act 3. But there's still one more act to come. Oh, yeah. <laughs> act 4, we are in Ernani's castle, and Elvira and Ernani have finally married. But just then... Oh, no. <laughs> yep. He hears the horn. He hears the bugle call. And freezes in terror. And Elvira is kind of going, what's the matter? <laughs> Silva arrives. And what does he do? Holds Ernani to his vow. He gives him a dagger. Is this a dagger I see before me? You bet your you life bet it your is. sweet bippy it is. <laughs> but Ernani says, uh, he asks for time to, quote, sip from the cup of love, and Elvira, which is what the kids are calling it these days. Is that days. what they're calling it now? <laughs> and Elvira is pleading with him. I mean, the, both of them, Ernani and Elvira both are pleading with him. You know, we finally, finally got to this point where we can be happy, show some mercy, show some humanity, show some compassion, and Silva's not having any of it. And he calls Ernani a coward. And so Ernani, full of honor, does the only thing that he can do. And he stabs himself in the heart. And strangely enough, he dies <laughs> in Elvira's arms, telling her to go live her life. End of opera. Whew. <laughs> it's yes, a, it's, <laughs> the plot is just completely convoluted and, and at times completely absurd. But, but it all revolves seen, around that sense of honor. It does. It does. And as we've seen Verdi do many, many times, he can redeem plots that on the surface just look completely absurd with his music. And this is, this is you know, Verdi really moving forward, looking forward to his middle period. It starts with Rigoletto. And it's, it's immensely melodic. It's a virtuosic, big sing for all the principles, for the soprano, the tenor, and the, the uh, baritone and the bass. Big, big sing. And it's, it's full-blooded, passionate you know, everything you want from Verdi. And what's interesting as well is that Rigoletto was based on a... A Hugo novel. A, a, a Victor Hugo, uh, was it a play or a novel? Oh, was it a play? Yeah, it was a play, La, La Rosa Muse, you're right. And both Anani and Rigoletto mark huge developments in Verdi's career. Anani was a, a huge step forward for Verdi in his reputation. Mm -hmm. And as you said... Rigoletto now is seen as the... The turning point. Of, right. Yeah. His, opening his middle period. Right. Um, when, you know, he became sort of even more of a superstar. Yeah. And basically reformed opera from the inside, slowly transforming it. Yeah. Verdi's Anani, 
That's this week's Opera Cheat Sheet. I'm Sinjin Flynn. And I'm Eric Skelly. Thank you for listening.